are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday, day after a very disappointing Pelicans loss to the Portland Trailblazers, 126-124. It's disappointing. There's some moral victories into this one. We're going to spend basically the whole episode talking about it. And as we dive into this one, we're going to start with the final play. Zion went off, didn't touch the ball. What the hell happened there? I've rewatched it a bunch of times. Let's break it down in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. So let's take a look at the final play. You've seen it and you probably had the same reaction that I did. What, what the hell, right? Like, why didn't Zion touch the ball? Like, what the fuck was that? It's a, it's a natural reaction, and I don't necessarily think it's the wrong one, but I think there's a little bit more nuance to this situation. So down to 126, 124, with about 14 and a half seconds left to go, the Pelicans don't get Zion a touch on the final possession. They end up with, an, uh, with a long three taken by Lonzo Ball, a back tap rebound that eventually gets Brandon Ingram the ball that he shoots. It's an air ball. The Pelicans just look discombobulated in a mess on the final possession. Zion, by the way, was his awesome self that we've come to expect from him in this one. 12 of 18 from the field, that's 66.7%. 11 of 15 from the free throw line, that is pretty awesome. Six rebounds, four assists, and a cool 36 points. 36 points on 18 shot attempts. That is amazing. He tied his career high in this game. And you don't get him a touch on the final possession? This is a mistake. And there were a number of mistakes in the fourth quarter, which we'll probably spend the first segment on here. But really, this one is interesting. Portland did actually a very good job of defending whatever it is that New Orleans was running. And I'm not really sure what they were trying to run because Portland immediately got into the ball and made the Pelicans panic. They don't double Zion on this. It's one defender on him. He sets a screen. He tries to roll. They just do a good job one-on-one defending him. And he doesn't really look like he's got any room to go. Once that starts to happen and the Pelicans kind of panic, I don't really fault them for not getting Zion the ball. Like there was no real opportunity for Zion to get the ball, which keep that part in mind for a second because I'm going to come back to it. Okay. So I don't really fault them that they don't get him the ball because they, they didn't have the chance to. After the back tap, Lonzo Ball had, you know, had, had a chance for that three or before the back tap had the chance for the three. There are about six seconds left. At that point, you are kind of running out of time. And I don't even hate kind of a rush shot, though. That wasn't good. And I'd rather have it been almost any other shot really than that, to be perfectly honest. So it was just kind of a disaster of a play that I honestly thought was kind of well defended by Portland. Pretty simple. Like, I I don't fault New Orleans a a ton on this based on what we saw and what happened. Where I do really fault them on is draw up a better freaking play. That clearly didn't work. 
Maybe you need to inbound the ball to Zion in some capacity or have him inbound the ball and so he can immediately get it back. You need to find a way to get it into his hands. And if you're worried that Portland can take him away, and they did, then you need to get the ball into his hands another way. Really that simple. Inbound it to him. Let him inbound it and just throw it right back to him. Something, anything other than having him set a screen and then not even have the opportunity for him to get the ball. That's the problem I have. Not that they didn't get him the ball given what the defense was. There wasn't an opportunity to. If they would have tried to force it, it would have been a turnover. That would have been worse than at least, you know, an airballed shot attempt. But that just means you've got to run a better play in the first place. And it was pretty bad. Again, he was awesome in this. He's been awesome. He's on a tear like we've never seen before from him. And you don't draw up a play that gets him the ball much easier than what you did. It's on Stan Van Gundy. I'm not faulting the players out there on the court for what happened at the end. When Lonzo had the ball with six seconds left, there's not a whole lot of time. And again, Zion wasn't open. There really wasn't anything else to do other than take that shot. Given the play that was called and the initial defense for Portland probably played out fine. And I'm, I'm not really that upset. But it also just means it was a bad play call from the start. And look. In a two-point game, we can nitpick and and overanalyze these little mistakes. Zion wasn't in the game with five minutes left to go. They started to sub him in with 4.30 left to go and didn't get him in the game until about three minutes left to go because there wasn't a stoppage in play. And eventually, Stan Van Gundy had to use a timeout to get Zion in. Good use of a timeout to get your best player out there on the court. And once he stepped in, the Pelicans didn't miss because he bends that defense so much, even if it's not him scoring. Why wait that extra minute and a half? Why aren't you sending up him up to the scorer's table at five and a half minutes left to go or five minutes left to go, knowing you might not get a break? That's on the coaching staff. We've seen this before too, right? Like this has happened. This isn't the first time that they put Zion in too late or didn't get him in entirely. Like they did in overtime against the Pacers. This is unacceptable. You've got to be better than that. That's a coaching awareness thing. Stan also had multiple timeouts. It's not like you needed to save that one. Call that timeout earlier. While Zion was at the scorer's table, New Orleans had two empty possessions on offense. You hit either of those with Zion out there. It's a tie game at the end, and you don't need to run that crappy final play. But the Pelicans didn't do that. And to me, I look at Stan Van Gundy on this one, and I go, dude, what are you doing? Because that's kind of what happened here. You know, I did the video recap for our at Lockdown NBA Pods Twitter handle where you get like a minute of me after every game kind of talking about stuff. And I said at the end, you know, this is a disappointing loss for New Orleans and they really only have themselves to blame. And it's true. I'm not even upset that they didn't stop Damian Lillard in this because no one's stopping Damian Lillard right now with the kind of heater that he's been on. And he scored 43 points. It's Dame time. No one stops it right now. Maybe Drew Holiday could have. Who knows? But in this game, no one was stopping him. So you got to win with offense. That was how they were going to win this one. And they didn't even put their best offensive player out there. And I just kind of look at this being like, what are we doing? What, what are you doing here? And that's a question I'm still going to have after this one. And at this point in the season, you know, after one high profile mistake of that already, the fuck, right? Like, that's all I have to say about this one. It's just that disappointing. And it's New Orleans fault for it. 
So we'll get into more of the game here in just a minute, but today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Michelob, the Ultra Player of the Week. I was thinking about this and how to kind of quantify this and was really thinking about their line, enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. Sometimes we focus a little bit too much on wins and losses. One final play, like in this case, for the New Orleans Pelicans. But seeing Zion go for 36 points and just being red hot like he's been the past couple of games, you know, sometimes... It's really more about the process, you know, and happiness, enjoyment about all of this. And it's tough not to give it to Zion, the ultra player of the week. It's pretty simple, actually. He's been that good. He's growing. And as you see this and seeing him have so much fun out there on the basketball court, you know it's going to lead to success. Joy creates success. And it kind of goes back to what Michelob says. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And certainly Zion right now is absolutely enjoying playing basketball. And by doing the things that he's going to be doing, and I want to get into this in the next segment, you're going to see the wins start to come. So there you go. Zion, the ultra player of the week. Also, Michelob Ultra, just 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? So we're covering everything you need to know about the Pelicans, but what about the rest of the sports world? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so still talking about the Pelicans' 126-124 loss to the Portland Trailblazers. Look, it's disappointing. We broke down the kind of ending of the game, the final play, and the inability to get Zion in earlier, where you know what? Maybe one extra possession with him out there really really would have made a big deal. Um, And and a big difference in this one. And then, of course, the final possession, not really finding the right way to get him the ball. And yeah, drop a different play, change roles, something, right? I think definitely would have helped. But this is one of those games where I'm not like horribly upset. I know it's easy when you kind of have it come down to the final possession and, you know, one or two little tweaks here or there would have probably swung this game in the Pelicans favor and it ended up didn't so didn't uh, not happening. So you kind of knee jerk and are like, oh, that sucks. Right. And. I I don't hate this game. New Orleans was really good offensively on a night where Ingram was out of sorts. The offense is really going to be something to behold and to terrify teams around the league when they start to refine this roster a little bit or when, when Brandon Ingram kind of wakes up. We talked about it the last two days on the show, right? And you kind of really saw it in this one. Brandon Ingram, 14 points on 12 shots. That's really inefficient. He was four of 12 from the field, like nothing good there. And yet this team was still within two points of the Portland Trailblazers. How many teams can have their best, maybe second best player have a really off night like that and still really be in it till the very end. And when I look at that, I'm, I'm rather encouraged. And then you look at BI's shot chart and it's just abysmal. He took one shot at the rim, one shot in the restricted area, one, two, three, five um, in the paint mid-range shots. He was two of five from there. It's not a good shot like I've been telling you all. He took four long mid-rangers, was one of three, and then 0 for two. It's just a crap shot chart, and he needs to stop being so sluggish and at times just decide that he's going to 
take the ball himself. Basically, it's just him and Zion need to figure it out and iron a couple of things out because they're both so talented offensively that he should be better than this. We're seeing the best from Zion. And the way Zion is playing with the ball in his hands and that two-man game with J.J. Redick, which, my God, everyone watch out for because you can't stop that right now. As long as he fits into this somewhere, somehow, the offense isn't going to be a problem. But when your defense isn't getting stops and there's no reason to think that the Pelicans' defense will get stops right now, you need him to be better offensively. And that was part of the problem for the Pelicans at the very end. You know, they tried to run a two-man game between B.I. and Zion at the end, but B.I. is struggling kind of in those type of situations. He wants to go a little bit more hero ball right now, and you see the ball stop moving sometimes when he gets it, which is fine for the most part, honestly, because he's that good of a scorer. But not when he's taking all of these mid-range shots. That's when I start to have a problem with it. And if those are the shots that he wants to take and he's not going to try and drive and be aggressive, I'm not sure. To be fair... This is where you see a lack of spacing hurt sometimes because he doesn't have an easy path to the basket. But at the same point, the Pelicans aren't exactly putting Zion down low and just letting him post up. A lot of this is coming with him on the perimeter. So he's pulling guys out of the paint right now. And shit, he made a corner three in this one. I'm swearing a lot today. So when I look at Brandon Ingram in this one, I'm pretty disappointed. And that's why you kind of look at the offense and you're like, what the hell? They weren't stopping Damian Lillard. You weren't going to win this one with defense. You were going to win this one with offense. And you needed more from Brandon Ingram in this game. And he just did not deliver. And he's had times when he fits in well somewhat recently. But overall, this year, after the start, he's, again, sluggish. Something's a little bit off there. And maybe it's just him and you know Zion trying to figure it out. They haven't played a full season together. It takes some time, right? Um, you know, and then you factor in that they had Drew Holiday in there, and now this year they don't, and it changes roles a little bit. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess. It takes some time, but at the same point, uh, that's th- this is bad. Like this wasn't good, and I think that's a bit of a problem that we're seeing it go for so long, and things aren't kind of changing. When at least see some improvement there, and you're not really seeing a ton of that right now. Something to keep an eye out going forward. Not something that I'm worried about long term. I think these two will still be able to coexist once Bi again refines the shot chart, starts to get to the rim, and just figures out that he can do this all the damn time. It'll be okay. He just might need to, you know, adjust a little bit more to working off ball, something that he hasn't had to do a ton of in his Pelicans tenure so far. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Best one-stop shop you could need. It's also the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus free money right there on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com. There are so many different makes and models of cars out there. It's impossible for chain stores to keep everything stocked and get you what you need when you just need a part to keep your car running because really when your car's not running, 
There's probably no worse situation out there. It's how you get around. It is so important to probably every single thing you do. And if you want to repair and maintain your car, whether it's saving money or it's just you like doing it like I do here, it's important that you get those parts quickly and at a good price. And that's where Rock Auto comes in. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com today to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Literally everything you could want for pretty much every make and model, and they'll have multiple options for you. So you can choose prices that you prefer. Do you want the high performance one, or do you need the one that's good enough and is just going to be fine and a more budget option and kind of fits what you're looking to spend? They have all of those options available for you. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and specifications and yeah, prices that you prefer. So don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast, than any other fantasy basketball analyst. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get podcasts. Okay, wrapping up today's show, talking a little bit more about the Pelicans 126-124 loss to the Portland Trailblazers. So we've moved past some of like the extreme disappointment in this one, the real frustrating parts of the game. But again, Zion looks really, really good. New Orleans was going up against the Portland Trailblazers who are on a five-game winning streak and came within the final possession of tying it or winning the game. They were right in this until the very end, despite real bad defense. And that's because the offense, even though we're nitpicking at it in this episode, looks really, really good and is led by Zion. Just a little bit of perspective in there, something that I need to tell myself at times too. And you're getting good production from other people. Let's touch on Willie Hernan Gomez here in 29 minutes of action, put up 11 points and 17 rebounds. I'm elevating him from not thinking he's all of that good to being, you know what? He's above average to good. And shows you, again, what you can get with just quality backup center minutes. And he needed to step up in this one with Steven Adams turning his ankle and being doubtful to return and then eventually not returning in this one. You needed these minutes from him to stay in this game. And he's been really, really good and just makes smart plays. I really like what we've seen out of Billy Hernan Gomez so far this year. And I'm upgrading him in my like personal thoughts of how good he is to better than he was before, which I think is, is a great thing. You want to be improving, right? Um, Kyra Lewis Jr. got some early minutes in this one coming in for Eric Bledsoe. I, I still really like what I'm seeing out of him. You know, the process is there. The results aren't, but he did hit two threes in this game, finished with four assists and six points on the night, two of six shooting, not great. He was not good from the free throw line, missing the two he had on one trip. But again, just shows you a lot of what you want to see out of him. And one thing that we've seen when B.I. is out there himself kind of running units without Zion or Lonzo, you probably need to throw Kyra Lewis Jr. in there with him, I think, because he gives you that secondary ball handling ability that I think just eases some of the burden and pressure off of Brandon Ingram. And I want to see more of those two in conjunction with one another. And also, when you see Pelicans guards dying on screens, he, with his speed and lateral movement, navigates them really, really well and isn't getting completely lost on the defensive side of the ball or just hitting a wall of a big man and stopping. 
again, it's early on in his tenure. You don't want to burn him out, and I don't want to put unnecessary expectations on him. But I like what I'm seeing out of him, even if the points aren't really falling. Um, Josh Hart played significant minutes in this one and just did not have the shooting performance from last night. Inconsistency has hurt New Orleans, right? We've talked about that. He had six main threes the other night, and in this game, he went 0 for 4. Would 3 and 3 have been better? The, The answer is yes. That inconsistency where sometimes these guys show up, sometimes they don't, and sometimes we don't need to overthink this. Role players being good enough role players can get you wins given what you have in Brandon Ingram and, more importantly, Zion Williamson. That role of player that's been really key for New Orleans recently is J.J. Redick. Him screening for Zion Williamson and the court gravity he has to launch it from three and just pulling defenders to him because you know you can't leave that dude an inch of space is... Pretty deadly. There's no answer for this right now. The Pelicans have been running this just over and over and over again, and it is working, particularly for Zion. It just frees him up so much. If you did this with Bradley Beal, be really, really good. It's really good with J.J. Redick. That's why you saw him in the game late. I saw a lot of people being like, why aren't they doing you know, offensive-defensive subs? Pull him out for a defensive possession, put him back in on offense. Because if you don't get to sub him back in, It might be a problem. And again, you were going to win this game with offense. You weren't going to win this game with defense. You were going to win this game with offense because there was no real slowing Damian Lillard down. And then, of course, the irony is J.J. Redick made a defensive play late in the game that really could have almost helped New Orleans win, not not to be in this one. Uh, Overall, I like what we saw out of the rotation. No Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and given how he's played, like if you want to win some games, probably the right move. I like giving Kyra Lewis Jr. those minutes and J.J. Redick those minutes, given what he's been doing with Zion Williamson. So there you go. Just, you know, it's upsetting they lost, but this is not these putrid blowout losses we saw earlier on in the year. This feels better. It's a moral victory, if you will, which doesn't show up in the box score, doesn't show up in the standings, but is very much a real thing. And saw some really good things out of the Pelicans in this one tonight. So reasons for optimism. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Be back with you all tomorrow.